we are one of the only products that requires you to take off your clothes. Side Hustle Show 73, how to build and monetize an authority site. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Lobert here. What's going on? Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 73, How to Build and Monetize an Authority Site. And it's a good one because my guest, Matt Giovannisi, G, Matt, I'm just going to call him Matt G, is uh, not involved in any sort of make money online space. He actually runs a site about pool care and, uh, and does pretty well with it. Uh, and this week's show ties in pretty well with a new project I'm thinking of kicking off, kind of a, an authority site from scratch uh, case study with, uh, with some fellow side hustlers on the inside track. Um, several people have expressed interest in this so far, and I think this will, will take shape one of two ways. Either uh, the authority site building will be the focus of the next class of the inner circle masterminders, or... Uh, or if the applicants for that want to keep uh, keep that as a broader group, we can do something totally separate, maybe priced similarly or maybe with a one-time buy-in for accountability and access because uh, I've, I've got some risk here. I want to keep it uh, a little bit close to the vest, at least at the beginning, but you know, uh, still open up the opportunity to the, the people who want to work with me, can work with me. I think that'll be fun. Uh, either way, like I said, we'll have some fun with it. And uh, if, if either one of those is something you might be interested in, hit me up, nick at sidehustlenation.com. If, um, and if you're interested in joining the, uh, the Inner Circle Mastermind for this next round, definitely get your application in at sidehustlenation.com slash join. Uh, and do it quick because we're aiming to start around the first part of October. And I, and I say I say that not to imply that there's like a super competitive application or screening process, but it's just so I have some you know record of who you are, what you're working on, uh, or what you want to work on, and then we can set up a quick call to see if it's a good fit. Uh, a couple applications coming in so far uh, looks like it's shaping up to be a, a pretty fun group. So we'd love to have you be a part of it. So definitely um, hit me up on that. Um, for this episode, I put together a free downloadable PDF with all my notes and highlights that you can grab at sidehustlenation.com slash 73 or in the uh, episode description of your podcast player app. And here's Matt. Hey, Matt, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Hey, Nick, how are you? Doing excellent. Thank you so much for joining me. Everybody, Matt is the founder of swimuniversity.com and he's the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast. He calls himself risk averse, which is always good to hear from a fellow entrepreneur. Although I don't know if I believe him because he's always putting himself out there in these rap videos. Uh, everything about from pool care to investing and the most recent one about uh, about blogging. Um, really cool stuff. So Matt, let's start with the with the Swim University site as kind mm -hmm. of an authority site. I mean, you're, it's it's personally branded. It's got your mug on the homepage. What's you know what? How did you start this thing? Uh, I started Swim University a while ago. I've been in the pool industry since I was 13 years old. I worked at a local store in my uh, town. It was a pool and janitorial store. So, uh, and it was like a family-owned business. And I worked as a stock boy, and I tested water. And after that, I moved up to another company. And I had prior experience at 16 years old, which was strange to had to have, especially in the industry. Uh, so I got a job immediately for another company and. 
as I was working for that company doing the same sort of thing, it was a little bit bigger. We had a very interesting approach to how we taught pool care to people. So I worked with a, a lady. Her name was Alice. And she was affectionately known as the pool Nazi to all of the customers okay. because she was just – she smoked and she was just had this loud, vibrant personality and she would talk down to the customers and they loved it. They loved her like yelling at them for not using shock in the pool. <laughs> but they would come in and say, my pool's green. They're like, you're doing it all wrong. How dare you? And it was funny. And, and she got a following and I was sort of – like she was my mentor – and we just had this interesting approach to pool care. We were funny. We were funny people. And we used analogies that no one else was using that we knew about at the time because we were in our own little bubble, uh, pun intended. And we, I had this idea that, okay, so I know how to design websites and I know a lot about pool care and I have a unique twist on teaching pool care. How can I marry these two worlds together? So I came up with Swim University, which is a which was a website that I originally wanted to be a, a membership site. So the idea was that you'd go on, you'd pay a monthly subscription, and you'd learn how to take care of your pool. And I quickly realized that I don't think anyone would pay money to learn how to take care of their pool per month. So then I decided, okay, I'll just do it. And I'll make, you know, I was like, oh, I'll make videos and I'll, I'll write these articles and I already know how to build the site and I'll sell, you know, affiliate links. I'll, I'll act, and I had this idea like way long ago, like 2006 okay. uh, or five. And I was, I was saying, okay, well, if I write an article about how to get rid of pool algae, I'll, you know, put links to products that I personally recommend to get rid of pool algae. And that's exactly how the site was built. Uh, and I quickly realized that I am not a good writer and I knew that for a while. So, uh, I just, I tried writing as much as I could and because I wasn't dedicating full time to it because it was a side hustle thing, I didn't I wasn't very good at it. Uh, the website looked good and the name was good. The branding was fine. Uh, and that logo has been the same since I started it in 2007. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the quality of the articles were kind of bad. And I practiced a lot of black hat SEO stuff back in the day because that's all I knew. Right. So it was just it was pretty it was pretty bad in the beginning and and i think that that goes for anyone who's starting a website what did you do to to turn things around well uh so i i actually belonged i have to tell this story because it, it's i think a lot of people go through this i i started uh i belonged to a community called the keyword academy and i'm not really sure if they're still in business or not i would i would imagine they're not and i don't know if they listen to podcasts and they're mad because i've talked about it a couple times but uh, they were teaching at the beginning this black hat stuff, which was, you know, writing these 300 word articles and putting them on uh, these link farms. So, you know, basically submitting them to article directories and other people within the community had these own little, you know, article directory sites. And we would just kind of pass like these 300 word two link articles back and forth. Okay. And, and I was doing 150 of these articles a month. Oh my God. Were and you writing all that stuff yourself? I was writing it. Yeah. But you were, you, you could write the same. So I would write about robotic cleaners cause I was trying to rank for the term robotic pool cleaners. So I would write essentially the same article, uh, 150, 150 times to like 250 times, uh, <laughs> saying the same thing, but in different words every time. Uh, that sounds horrible. It was terrible. <laughs> and then he, they also recommended a product called unique article wizard, which was taking paragraphs and sentences that could be switched around and and mass blasted to all of these article directories and stuff. So we were doing a lot of that. And guess what? It worked. I mean, I was 
I ranked number one for robotic pool cleaners, and I was making money with affiliate links. I ranked number one for pool care. I ranked number one for a lot of these things. And then uh, a few years later, maybe like two years later, I think it was Panda or one of the Google animals hit, and there it all went. I mean, I just I dropped in the rankings, although I was still ranking for other terms, but the big ones had all disappeared. And my traffic didn't drop significantly uh, because I had started ranking for a bunch of other stuff naturally and not using, you know, these uh, these spinning and black hat techniques. OK, it was uh, just a few pages or. or- yeah, just a, it was actually. Yeah, it was just two or three pages that were that got affected because they were the only ones I was writing these articles for. OK. And what happened and what happened was I the, the change came when I was listening to Pat Flynn's podcast, Smart Passive Income. And because I was just kind of ingrained in it, I had left Keyword Academy because I had realized that during their time, they all of a sudden changed their whole method. You know, so they were teaching all this black hat stuff and then Panda hit and then they ha- they freaked out. So they're like, oh, we have to change our entire business model because none of this stuff is working anymore. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I don't trust you guys anymore because you guys were telling me the wrong st- – you know, you guys didn't even know. No one knew, right? Right. And but that's the thing with SEO. It's, so, it's such a, a guessing game. You know, what works one day may not work the next day. You're right. And I studied SEO. I mean, I, I, re- I had I had stacks of books on SEO. What a waste, I think that I, I, I mean, it wasn't until I was listening to an episode with Pat Flynn and he was interviewing Corbett Barr of Fizzle now, which at the time was thinktraffic.net. And I was really interested in getting more traffic as pretty much anybody with a blog hat has that issue. And I thought what he was saying was really important and I liked it. And, and his mantra is, uh, write epic shit. That's his mantra, not my words, right? right. So I, I immediately went to Think Traffic. It, the design was awesome. It was a, one of the best design sites I'd seen at the time. And I just absorbed all of it. I just read every single thing he had written. And I thought, okay, this is it. This is what I have to do. And I was still working a job. So this is still a side hustle for me. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop writing these little crappy articles. I'm going to write really long really in-depth post about pool chemistry and cleaning and and everything that goes into taking care of a pool. And when I started doing that, all of a sudden traffic started to rise, but not quickly. It it went slower, right? Um, But I started ranking for these long-tail keywords I had never ranked for before. And then I started doing video because I had sat down with myself and realized that if I owned a pool – would I want to read an article about getting rid of algae or would I want to see somebody actually do it? And of course the answer was the latter. And I started, you know, I went out, bought a camera and bought a wireless mic and I started making my own videos. And that was the biggest turning point for my site. That's when it went from a side gig to a full-time thing. Yeah, that's, that's really, really fascinating stuff. Kind of the, the different shifting in tactics from, you know, the article spinning stuff to the, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm actually going to write stuff that would actually be useful to people. And then, <laughs> you know, even taking it to the next level, hey, what's everybody else not doing? What can I do to, to serve my audience even better? Um, you know, doing these video, uh, video demos, video tutorials, really, really cool stuff. Um, what, uh, what kind of traffic levels are, are we talking about? Or I guess what, in what year are we talking about quitting your job? Uh, well, I didn't quit. <laughs> I got fired. Oh, okay. So uh, I was going to ask, like, did, did your other pool, did your pool employer take any issue with you running the site on the side? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what happened was I had made a conscious choice while I was working at the corporate office and, and I didn't, I didn't, I had the site beforehand. 
right? So I had worked at two other pool companies prior to working in corporate and I had the site and it was fine. And I, and I, you know, I, I wasn't telling people to buy things online. I would always tell people in my articles to go to their local pool store, get their water checked, stick to one pool store, stick to someone you trust, whether it's my site or, or the store, okay. it doesn't matter. That was my sort of my mantra throughout the site and still is today. Uh, and what happened was I had started working at the corporate office doing, you know, all the, um, marketing stuff. And I started doing side gigs of, of, designing other people's websites and other businesses locally in the area. And one of the other local businesses that I had gotten through Craigslist, uh, he said, I want you to work for me full time. And he paid me, he, he offered me more money than I was making at the current job. And I said, okay, that's fine. I, I'm, I'll go back and talk to my boss. So I went to my boss and I said to him, uh, I got another job offer, but I'd like to stay here. Could you pay me more? <laughs> you know, okay. like for lack of, like for lack of whatever yeah. I said at the time. And he goes, yeah, give me the weekend. I'll, I'll think about it and I'll get back to you on Monday. Okay. So I come in Monday morning and he's like, ah, come in my office, sit down. All right. I sit down. He goes, I'm really disappointed in you. Why are you disappointed? Well, because I went through your computer and I Googled your name and I noticed that you have this site called Swim University and you've been on Martha Stewart's radio show talking about swimming pools and taking care of it yourself. And what really got me was you wrote a guest post on a, on a site called fireyourpoolguy.com. Wow. And yeah. And I said, well, I didn't mention the company. I wasn't, I didn't say anything wrong. I just was talking about closing a swimming pool. He goes, yeah, but you know, it's a con- you don't see it's a conflict of interest. And at the time I was working on an online store for the company and I had, I had this thought that I would, you know, leverage some university to drive traffic to the store to help the company. And I said, you know, I'm going to keep my mouth shut now because he's firing me. Even though I have another job lined up, I have a job that's making more money. You're yeah. firing me for no reason at this point. Why are you doing this? And I just kept my mouth shut and I just went, okay. Uh, I realized that, you know, you don't see the value in what I do. You don't see that, you know, I'm, I'm creating this, this little brand for myself and you could be leveraging that. But he didn't. So I went to work for this other company, worked there for a couple of years, and then he had let me go. And that allowed me to collect unemployment, which was a godsend. And I said, okay, you know what this means? Uh, this means the government is giving you a loan to start your own business. And that's the way I looked at it. So I took all the money I could from the government, did it for one year. And I said, in one year, you have one year to make this business successful. After that, you're on your own. Just sat down and I did videos and I wrote big articles and I did infographics and I just kept writing and producing as much content as I could for Swim University f- during that year. That's a fascinating, optimistic way to look at unemployment, a government loan to start your own business. I've yeah. never heard anyone phrase it like that. And I you really, know, really, like you know, that. they're actually doing that now, too. They're they're uh, so there's some programs out there that are are using unemployment as, you know, for entrepreneurs. It's like this is your bootstrap fund. OK, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. And I at the time I had a I had a BMW. I was driving a really nice car. I had a, a, a mortgage uh, for a condo that was brand new. Uh, so I had a lot of stuff that was floating around and what I ended up doing was, uh, I was at the time I was really bad with money and I don't know how far you want to go into the story, but, uh, I was really bad with money and I knew that if I was going to do this and I was going to take money from the government, I needed to seriously downgrade my life because it's, because uh, a lot of people looked at me as a freeloader, right? Cause I'm, I'm on unemployment for an entire year and they're saying, well, what are you, when are you going to go to get a job? My mom's like, when are you going to get a job? I said, you don't understand. I'm never going to get a job. This is it. This yeah, is all I have. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm working towards. 
and and I you know to not look like a freeloader, I sold my BMW and just bought uh, a really cheap Honda Civic. Uh, I rented out my condo, moved in with my brother, paid five hundred dollars a month. Uh, my cost of living went from thirty five hundred dollars a month to fifteen hundred dollars a month, which includes gas and food and everything I need to survive. Yeah, and I just said, okay, this is it. Like you're, I'm, I bootstrapped my personal life. I bootstrapped my business. This is it. So I just went full steam ahead. And, and um, as of, I think it was this time last year, I, I unemployment ran out. And that was it. I, I'm like, all right, this, is, this has to last me now. And it's been a year. And I made good money this year. And I can now do what I want to do. And it's great. And I would not trade it in for the world. I would not trade the experience in. The, the unemployment was super helpful. I don't know if I could have done it without it because I had no savings. And I started learning about money, which helped me, you know, save. Basically, I just stopped spending money. That was the that was the whole thing. Right. Oh, that's a that's a really fascinating story. Just um, like that. That's the perception of people who are on unemployment. Like, when are you going to get a real job? I say, like, well, maybe I can leverage that into something else. That's what's it, that's what it's intended to be. Is kind of like mm-hmm. a, a transition period. And it sounds like you definitely made the most of it. So. On the on the site, you mentioned uh, some affiliate links. Is that the main monetization method for it? Uh, no, that's half of it. The other half is I sell advertising space to other pool companies. Okay. So, excuse me, I have uh, two spots that have uh, four rotating ads each. One's an upper spot, one's a lower spot. And I charge, um, I don't know the prices. I change them every year because the traffic keeps going up. But yeah, I, I go to a lot of the conventions, the pool and spa shows uh, that are not open to the public, which you would think they would be. That's another area of mine that I'm trying to fix. But there, uh, I go there and I, I sell my advertising. And it's usually the same advertisers every year because they like what I'm doing and it's the progressive companies. Uh, so I do that. That makes half of my income of the year. And then the other half is through affiliate links. And I recently switched from – I was using a one company – there was a company that uh, sells pools and spas supplies, and I was going through Linkshare, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. And um, then I found out that Amazon pays more. <laughs> they have a higher commission, and they have way more products. So this company didn't sell toys or like any floats or any fun stuff for the pool. And I was writing a lot of articles about you know having swimming with dogs and and what to do, you know, how to use noodles outside the pool and all these different things that I thought I can have a lot of affiliate links in here. So Amazon actually paid more and had more product. And of course they were trustworthy right, and probably convert better. It converts way better because it's Amazon. It's a trusted site. And so I switched to Amazon in January and then sales went through the roof. I was like, okay, this is that, that, that was the best move I've ever made. Wow. Okay. Did you know that roughly half of side hustle nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like 
LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Really cool. Let's talk about the private advertising for a second. Do you just reach mm-hmm. out to the companies directly? Hey, I've got this banner spot available on my site. The traffic is X and the the price is X. Uh, yeah. Do you do you want to right. go for it? Yeah. So you know what? Um, what really helped was the rat video that I did. So I did a, a, a pool care rat video one year and it spread like wildfire throughout the industry. So when I went to the conventions – they knew who I was because my face is all over it. My face is on the website. Uh-huh. I'd done a lot of work on – you know, I would contact companies and just you know, say, hey, do you want to work on an infographic together? Or hey, would you like to work on an article together? So I would just do these – I would just build these business relationships with no intentions of ever selling them advertising. And then when I went to the show, this was great. And this is I, – I wish there, I had a method to this, but I don't. But when I went to the show – I was walking around and I was talking to one of the companies and they said, how can we advertise on your website? And I said, I don't, I didn't even have a thing at the time. So I said, um, I don't know. Um, let me go back to my house and I'll figure it out. We'll, fi- we'll find a way for you to advertise yeah. on the site. And then I, and then I walked over to another booth and I was talking to the woman who owns this company. And I said, uh, yeah, I was just talking to this company, uh, down the, down the way here. And they're interested in advertising. She's like, she's like, well, I'm interested in advertising too. And I'm like, okay. She's like, send me an invoice. I'm like, oh my god. So I'm, <laughs> uh, so now they're coming to me, and I really didn't have to do that much selling. It was really easy because a lot of people just liked what I was doing because what I was doing in the pool industry was way different. I mean, it just there's nothing out there like it, and it still isn't, which I'm surprised about. Yeah, I'm what surprised are, no one's tried to copy me. You know that that'll come. That'll come. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. What What are your traffic numbers like at this point? In the summertime, this year has been insane. I get about 2,500 visitors a day. Wow. Yeah. So that is some pretty serious traffic for people to uh, to get to want to get in front of the advertisers to want to get in front of. Yeah. And I, and you know, all the numbers that I had sold this year were based off of the, the previous year's numbers. And I was maybe getting a thousand 
a day. Okay. So not really. So it's been a lot less. So actually now, now this year I'll be able to charge more, which I'm planning on doing in another month. Cool. So what kind of, what kind of rates do you charge? Uh, right now, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I do. All right. So I remember uh, there was a company that was a hot tub company and they wanted two spots for because it was one company, but they had two different brands and they wanted two spots at the top. And I got, I think, eight grand for that or eighty five hundred for that. Wow. Yeah. So that was that. And it's for the whole year. So it's not like a crazy amount of money. But I think overall I made about twenty five thousand dollars on advertising uh, for the year. OK. Do you do you lock people into a year uh, contract or do yes. you say like month to month? No, I do a year because it's a seasonal business. So I like to lock them in and uh, they can change it. So a lot of companies, they do both. They'll do hot tubs and, and pools. So I, can, I say to them, you can change your ad. Just send me the, the new ad copy or the new – I'm sorry, the new uh, – I do 300 image. by 250 banner ads, right? Okay. Send me the new image. It will go up in a second. I'll do it in less than 24 hours. And, and some of them don't even send them in. Some of them do and I you know, change them for sure. Because uh, there's companies that, like I said, sell both products. So in the wintertime, they'll put up hot tub stuff. And in the summertime, they'll put up pool stuff. Did you ever try AdSense or anything like that? Or did you always Yes, I, that's, that's how I used to make money, yeah, with AdSense. Okay. So it was, it was AdSense and affiliate links, but it was mostly AdSense. And I was getting paid nothing. I mean, in my early days, maybe on a good month, 250 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty weak. What, you know, I was sitting in on a blogging seminar and a guy mentioned, hey, I was running AdSense in my sidebar and then I kind of took notice it was the same advertisers month after month after month. If they're still advertising, they must be making money off these ads. Mm-hmm. And I understand that Google is taking half the money. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what their rev share is, but assume it's half. It's like, why don't I just go sell them directly the same ad space and now I can double my revenue and they're still happy because they're still, you know, making the same amount. And it's like, you know, by going by going direct and, and locking people into these year year long contracts, especially as the traffic continues to grow. That's really, really smart. And I think the important thing to note is I charge a lot for my ads because I am um, since I'm so niched down, you know, there is not enough, there's really no other places that offer advertising for pool companies to get in front of the consumer. You're. Your ads not only are going to be clicked by pool owners, but when they're on the site, they're going to be seen by pool owners because no one's coming to my site unless they own a pool or a hot tub. There'd be no reason to go there. Yeah, and it's probably the same for, you know, hopefully a lot of different niche industries where it's yeah. like you can, uh, you know, you maybe you can command higher rates, right? Because you're reaching that exact target market. Mm-hmm. And I would say to, to do that. I mean, I definitely commanded higher rates and, you know. And if a company didn't want to do it, I just go on to the next company. There's a bunch of them in the in the industry. So, so and I like the ones who are progressive. They're the ones that end up signing up. Yeah. Now, aside from you know making a, a pool care rap video, which is a which is a stroke of genius, right? It's like doing <laughs> what the other companies in the space aren't doing, right? Like something that's going to get attention. This is you know this is purple cow stuff, right? Yeah. And but so what else? Like how how are you figuring out you know what kind of videos to make, what kind of articles to write? Like you know where where is the and and is there aside from the uh, you know article spinning stuff that doesn't work anymore? Like right. what else were you doing for SEO and and how to get visitors here? Well, I, well, I still practice SEO in my site design. So I, I I did all the coding myself. I made it responsive, so you can look at it on a, on the web or the or I'm sorry on a mobile phone or an iPad or whatever. So I figured a lot of people would be going out to their pools 
looking up the information and looking at charts on my website and they needed a mobile version of that. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, so I, so that was something I did and uh, that helped a little bit with, uh, cause I was getting a lot more mobile traffic and I said, you know what, I got to start, I got to design it for mobile now. Uh, SEO, I still, I still practice. I still, you know, uh, go in and, you know, tweak, I add some rich snippets. So I have my picture appears in the search results. Uh, I make sure I get good titles, good descriptions. I don't necessarily focus on keywords too much anymore. Uh, what I now do is I try to write for the audience. I, I, when I started doing videos, I asked people at the end of the, every single video to, if you have questions, ask them on Facebook. So I direct people to our Facebook page and they ask me questions either in a post or on a message and I curate those and then I turn them into posts. So if somebody asks me, I have a 10,000 gallon or I, you know, I have one of those small index pools in my backyard. It's always cloudy. What do I do? I'll write an article specifically for that person, but so that it, it will work for anybody that has one of those small index pools. Okay, cool, cool, so that, cool. So all the ideas are really coming from like all the, all the, there's two sides to the, to the marketing of the site. So there's the site that is helpful for people. There's, you know, the, the, the articles on how to shock a pool, how to get rid of algae, how to, you know, balance your water, all of these, you know, technical side of things. Okay. And then there's the fun side, which is the rat video. I have infographics. I did an infographic that was called 50 ways to jump into a swimming pool. And I just sat down with a whiteboard and drew out every stupid jump I could think of. <laughs> Even if it didn't exist, I did one called the Harry Potter where you put a pool noodle between your legs and you ride it like a broom. Like it's just dumb stuff, right? And I did 50 of them and I did them all like by drawing these little, uh, you know, bathroom characters or whatever. And oh, that blew up. Like it just went, it went viral on the internet and I got all this traffic. Now I'll admit, I'll admit that at the time, a lot of the traffic that was coming in probably wasn't people who own pools and hot tubs. You know, it was people who uh, just any because really anybody can jump into a pool yeah. and anybody would find this graphic interesting. But I knew that going into it. No, it's, really, what I, it's really, really well done. We'll link to it in, in the show notes. Now, did you design that yourself? Or did yeah, you hire yeah, I yeah, no, I designed it. I came up with all the jumps. I came up with the rating system. I came up with the description. Yeah, all that's that like stuff. Yeah. you're you're multi talented because that one is really well done. It definitely looks yeah. like a professional infographic. That one, like you said, ended up getting picked up and tweeted by some big names, or it got shared around a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, it did. So yeah, and so I'm a jack of all, jack of all trades in that sense. I I do all the, my own videos. I I film them all, so I just use a, a tripod. I hook up the mic, and then I come home and I edit them. Uh, and I do all the animations within the videos, all the sound effects. Uh, all the music I do as well. Uh, the you know the, obviously the rap video. Uh, all the infographics are done by me. All the writing's done by me. All the uh, if, any, if, you're any living, if you're living with your brother, like does he have a pool? Like where are you getting the the, the, the settings for these videos or the props? So yeah, I have a friend that lives down the street from me who has both a pool and a hot tub set up. Okay, so I just uh, actually I'm going over there Saturday to film a couple videos. So. I just I text him and I say, hey, is it cool if I come over on Saturday, film some videos? He's like, sure. You know, I just go there, set up my camera, you know, do the video. No big deal. I'm in and out in a couple of hours and then uh, come home and edit them all, put them up. Yeah. So I do everything. And that's probably mostly because uh, like I grew up as a musician and somebody that liked to create stuff. So it's kind of been I've kind of always had I was always doing videos, not not just for pools, but even before that, just fun videos with my friends. I did music with my friends. I did uh, graphic design for myself, just, you know, for MySpace and stupid stuff like that. So it, it was just, you know, when I decided like, OK, I'm good at all these things. 
how do I how do I make money from this besides just doing client work? And then I said, okay, well, I have this pool knowledge. I'll marry these two worlds together. So what I do is the, the site has two platforms, which is the informative platform and then the fun platform. And the fun platform is what gets me links because no one's going to want to link to an article about pool algae. You know, they're going to want to link to the graphic about 50 ways to jump into a swimming pool. And then that those links that are going out everywhere because people are sharing the infographic, people are sharing the rap video. All of those links come back and help me to rank in Google for the importance of the how to article. The exactly. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. Now, how many how many hours a week do you say you spend on it right now? Uh, believe it or not, I really haven't touched Swim University all year. And we're recording this in first part of September. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I have another project that I'm working on that took up a lot of my time. And uh, Swim University was growing. And I didn't really – and I just saw it. I, you know, I keep an eye on it, of course. I, I make sure – I don't check my stats every day. I check them about – once a month, make sure, you know, there's no issues or, and I always go on the website to make sure there's no, it's not down or, you know, I mean, of course I'd be notified if it were. I admire the willpower to only check once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I I have it deleted. I used to have the (laughs) analytics in my toolbar, like in Firefox. And now I deleted it because I I will check it every single day, every hour at most. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. So I, I basically, uh, haven't really touched it. I, I think I did a couple of articles. I've, you know, for the most part, yeah, I kind of left it. I let it go because it was just doing well. And I, th- I said, you know what? If I don't touch it and it does well, great. If it starts to go down or do anything, I'll jump back in. But I'm planning. I do a lot of my writing over the winter time, so that way I can prepare. So that way it gives it enough time to build up the link credibility, so that when the summertime comes, it'll do well. Okay, gotcha. If you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time. And you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. No, interesting, uh, interesting stuff. Definitely, uh, you know, if you haven't touched it in uh, in nine months or in eight months, that's uh, I think that qualifies as passive income. It does, and I and I'm it scares me though a little bit because I know that they say you know you should keep your site fresh and do that, but I haven't really seen that cause an issue yet. Yeah, although it doesn't, I, I, it, you know, probably doesn't last forever. But like some of the articles are probably evergreen until some new technology comes out. Like if if you know how to remove algae or whatever, like it's the same this year as it was last year. It was. Yeah, it is. And, and I've and it, I've written a pretty extensive article on that with graphics and stuff. And I can even and you know what? Sometimes I'll even go in and beef up old articles because they're still valuable. I just you know, there's maybe a new technology that came out or I filmed a video that has something to do with it and I'll throw that video in. So it's not like I'm yeah. neglecting it completely. I'm when, going in and just cleaning up what's already there. When you do that, do you update the publish date in WordPress? I actually don't have a published date. 
Okay. I don't I don't display it on the site. Well, even if it's not displayed, I don't know if this if this information can be crawled or whatever. But I have seen uh, a spike, you know, changing a few sentences or updating a few sentences, and then updating the publish date to something you know this week versus two years ago, and all of a sudden it'll jump up the the rankings in Google. So I don't know. I if, did not know that. I don't know if they're crawling that stuff, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes if it's not visible, but. You know, for something that's evergreen, it may not need to have the um, may not need to have the data on there. Anyways, they'll probably correct this by the time this goes live. But like, there seems to be a you know a, a recency component to the algorithm that's weighted pretty heavily. Yeah, I, there's I, I read stuff all the time, and I've actually stopped trying to keep up with it because you know, I just rather make a good site, and I feel like if I make a good site, people will find it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good takeaway for the anybody kind of in the authority website building, the expert website building stuff. And it's a similar like for for site nation, like I haven't done any real like offsite SEO building or link building mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, there's been several articles where all of a sudden you see a spike or people will link to it and you're like, well, that's that's fantastic because it's like a compelling storyline in a lot of cases. Like, oh, this guy and you know, got on the yeah. page of Fiverr. Like, that's random. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I And I actually had a, a conversation about this with somebody the other day. I said, I bet you I could go in and build a site, never promote it, and I'd, and I'd make money from it. So I, I, I have this like compelling <laughs> argument of, you know, I can – if I just put all of my time and energy into creating the absolute best user experience with the best content ever, not necessarily long, but just incredible, whether it's – you know, let's and I, I use the example of a beer brewing site since I'm a home brewer. There are no sites for brewing small batch beers because I live in a townhouse and I can't brew these, you know, six gallon batches, 10 gallon batches of beer. So I thought, what if you just created something that was so awesome, like a recipe, like recipes with video and, you know, infographics or just graphics to illustrate the steps and all these things. And you build that. And I think. That if you were to just do that on your own site, never guest post, never tweet, never Facebook, none of that stuff, that somebody's going to find it some way, shape, or form, whether it's Google or what have you, and they're going to say, oh, my God, this is the greatest resource I've found ever, and then they're going to share it or link to it somehow, or somebody's going to find it. And I think that you know, it's, it really all comes down to your content. So there's – even with uh, you know, my, my current project, which is Listen Money Matters podcast, we – have gotten a couple of links from Lifehacker and we didn't pitch them. Yeah. They just found it and they just posted it. You know, we've built relationships with people that work there, but not for that reason. So it was just, it just, you know, it just happens that I think if you do good stuff that people will end up finding it somehow. And you're, you're familiar with, um, with Mr. Money Mustache. You get to hang out with him later this month. Yeah. Actually, we talked to him yesterday. That was one of my interviews awesome, on the show. Awesome, awesome, Yeah, we had an hour-long hour conversation with him. He was great. And his, his big thing is like let, let the audience spread the message for you. If it's compelling exactly. enough, you know, they'll, they'll do your marketing for you. And that's kind of you know, why well, Apple, I guess, Apple advertises a lot. But like, they also have a bunch of product evangelists. And yeah, and I think you need to kickstart it, right? So – I, I had, you know, he was talking to a guy and he was saying, well, you need to promote. You have to promote it. I said, well, yeah, but at a certain point, you're going to promote it something that sucks. It's just not going to take off, right? So, you know, when I did that infographic, I think I tweeted it and Facebooked it. And then I emailed it to a couple of people in the industry. And that was about as much promotion as I did. And then it, and then Guy Kawasaki from Apple found it. And then it went, oh, he put it on his site. He tweeted it. Google Plus did whatever the hell. Yeah. And it just went, it went crazy. I was like, well, how did it get in front of Guy Kawasaki? How is that possible? I didn't email him. Right. You know, but it, it, good word. I mean, a good content will spread. 
yeah and there's it's it's difficult to kind of put your faith into that and you want to do some you want to do some hustle you want to get you know do what you can to spread the word get it out there i know I but know. it's still got to be uh you know i, I think you're on to something if it, if it is compelling people will will share it on their own or if it's you know I don't know. It's the opposite it's of what not, Derek Halpern says. Yeah. It, yeah. I was going to say, like, I'm kind of, I'm probably somewhere in between, right? Derek Halpern mm-hmm. is, you know, 20% content creation, 80% marketing. Yeah. And, you know, there's a fine line there. <laughs> yeah. I would see, I would do a complete, I would say like 90% content, 10% marketing. But, you know, that's coming from a guy who that's all I did was marketing. Tell me about Listen Money Matters. I think uh, a lot of Side Hustle Nation would you know, would like to tune into this. It's like a daily, uh, daily personal finance podcast. Yes, it is a, uh, a podcast that we talk about money. So it's me and my friend, Andrew, who, uh, who owns listenmoneymatters.com. And we were sitting down and we were just, we, we had teamed up. So Andrew helped me with, you know, getting advertisers on board with Swim University and monetizing it. And I told him I would help him design and, and brand Listen Money Matters. And then we ended up teaming up and we would have these Skype sessions and his wife heard us, you know, just talking over Skype. And she goes, you know what? You guys are funny. You should do a podcast. And we said, OK, so how are we going to do a financial podcast? There's so many out there. What's our what's our take on this? Well, you know, I'm a 30 year old guy who likes drinking beer, kind of sucks with money. I really don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Andrew's an expert at money. He's you know, he's been he's had money his whole life. He's never really he's been a huge saver. He also likes drinking beer. He's also 30 years old. OK, Let's do a funny, brash, cursing daily show for guys like us. Let's do it. Let's do a personal finance show for us. And so we we get on every single day and we interview guests sometimes and we have like little conversations with each other about just general things in money. It's not it's not a show about, you know, here's the how to of picking the best stocks, even though we do have like an, an episode or two about that. But it's more about you know, um, more like how Mr. Money Mustache approaches money, which is spend less, you know, invest a lot, er, retire early. Uh, and, and then little things about money you may not think about, like, uh, you know, how you how you cook and eat food at home and how you, you know, buy things in your everyday life. And it's just it's and it's just more of a down to earth approach to managing and investing money. And it's been really successful, yeah. Yeah, you've done an awesome job with it. I think the branding is really well done. I think you got another another side hustle on your uh, on your hands right there. Yeah, we're just uh, next step is uh, monetizing that. So we were actually we were focused on the blog, and we used the podcast to bring people into the blog. And it turns out the podcast was doing way better than the blog. So we pivoted, and now every all the the, the show comes first, and then the blog is the home base for the show. So it's actually uh, second place. Yeah, I've kind of found, or discovered a similar thing. Like you know, you know, for the first year, the podcast grew three times as fast as the as mm-hmm. the blog, and and it's and it's more fun to put together because I get to talk to cool people like you. You know, right? Yeah. So it's, you, it is great. It's great for networking too. I mean, I, just being able to talk to Mr. Money and Mustache that would have never happened. I talked to Chris Gillibo. Uh, I've talked to Chris Ducker. I've talked to all these guys who you know I admire in in our space, and I would have not been able to do that if uh, I didn't have something that you know, provided value. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you think it's selling sponsorships on it or what's the monetization that's, path? Yeah, that's this month. Uh, you know, we're going to FinCon and we're, uh, you know, 
looking to get advertisers on board. That is the that is the goal for September and October. That's cool. that's where we're going to make the money from. And then we also do affiliate links on Listen Money Matters, but we will not sell advertising on the website. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, cool. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for, for joining me, everybody. This is uh, swimuniversity.com and listenmoneymatters.com. We'll, uh, we'll wrap things up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Number one tip is create really good content and have fun creating it because there is no sense in doing this stuff if you're not having fun every day. I love it, Matt. Thanks so much. We'll end it there and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Nick. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is brought to you by, once again, the Side Hustle Nation Inner Circle Mastermind Group, now accepting applications for a small group starting in October. If you've got an idea for an authority site or some other side hustle and you want to surround yourself with other entrepreneurs working towards similar goals, look no further. Join more, sorry, learn more at sidehustlenation.com slash join and hit the big orange apply now button to get in touch. We'll set up a quick intro call to find out what you're working on, what you want to work on, and if this group is going to be a good fit. Again, that's sidehustlenation.com slash join. I love the idea of selling pixels for dollars, which is essentially what Matt is doing with ad sales on the site. And it's a it's a beautiful thing. I remember selling my first banner ad placement for like 50 bucks and super excited. And of course, it took some time and effort and, and traffic, of course, to get to that point. But it really opens your eyes to the possibilities. Like somebody hands you money for essentially nothing, just like space, real estate on your site, like digital real estate. Very, very uh, powerful uh, stuff. I really love it. Anyways, um, thank you so much for listening. And be sure to grab the free downloadable PDF with all my notes and highlights at sidehustlenation.com slash 73 or in the um, episode description of your podcast player app. That's it for the show. Until next time, go out there and make something happen. And I'll see you next week in episode 74. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. Hey, you're still here. What's going on? Uh, is there anybody uh, you'd like to hear from on the show? Any topic you'd like to hear covered uh, on an upcoming episode? Let me know. I'm currently looking for awesome side hustle guests to join me uh, for upcoming editions. And if that's you or if that's somebody you know, definitely let me know. I'll be happy to, um, to see if it's a good fit. Anyways, thanks so much. And we'll talk to you soon.